Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hot Summer episode number one of Five Songs or Less. Uh, it is currently only 82 degrees outside, but it feels a lot hotter. Uh, I am in a different room. Lindsay is in the same room she's usually in. We're going to talk about Duchess and the Duke. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. How are you on this sweltering day? I am going to be okay. But You're going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. My house is usually okay as long as the AC is functioning, which it doesn't always do. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So I've been making the most of it this morning in hopes that it will last through the afternoon. Yeah, um, yeah. With ceiling fans and such. But that is why we are up at a relatively early hour to do this. Mm-hmm. I decided to switch rooms. I was getting set up in the office where I usually record. And that room is like the front of the house. It has no shade on the outside of it. It is the farthest from the AC And so, you know, by the time the AC distributes to all the other rooms, you've got the least amount of cool air coming in. I tried to turn on a fan, like I had a, you know, a big stand-up fan that oscillates and stuff, but it was too loud. And so I exited the room and came into my bedroom. I was like, wow, it's really cold in here. I'm going to go in this room. So I am set up in my bedroom. Uh, I am, I feel like... I'm going to do one of those TikTok videos where we talk about music while I go through my morning hair treatment routine. I was about to say, do you have some makeup to do? I have lots of makeup items that I could pick from here. I've got this new body deodorant. All sorts of stuff. You body know, deodorant. I'm going to need that today. I picked some of that up. It's, it's like whole body deodorant. It's supposed to deodorize... Mm-hmm. Any piece of you. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll refrain from going into that. But like after a long, <laughs> you know, when you're in yeah. your office and you come back from lunch, there's mm-hmm. some. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <sighs> you need it. Sometimes, if you want to be considerate to your workmates. Yeah. Oh. Especially when it's like over 100 degrees. Yeah. Your workmates are your family, right? You're still working exclusively from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only people that have to smell me these days are my family. Yeah. So yeah, set up in a different room. This it reminds me. It's it's funny because it reminds me of potting with Dante because this was my my potting with Dante setup before I got like a nice desk and a boom arm and all that kind of stuff. So I've got the mic back on the desk. I don't have two monitors. Like I don't know what I'm doing, how I'm going to make this work with only one monitor now. No, you can't. You can't employ the Cody system with only one monitor. I know. I'm going to have to like, I don't know. I'll, I'll like minimize some stuff or something. Yeah. Because um, I've got my notes here on my Cody template. I should call. I should rename it to the Cody template. Yeah. What do you want to talk about before we talk about the band? What's been going on with you? Oh, gosh. I don't know why I said um, that in such a, like, defensive way. What's been going on with you, Lindsay? I, that, that tone is fully warranted. <laughs> um, I have had some house troubles that I are consuming most of my waking hours. Mm, I saw uh, something about that on, on Insta. Yes. Um, either because uh, I'm trying to f- 
find a fix for them or because I'm just ruminating on the fixes mm-hmm. that I can't immediately do. And I have been going to work. Mm-hmm. I've done a little bit of writing, which is great oh, because there was good. a long time. Yeah, there was a long time where I was just really stuck on something. and I Writing for yourself? Yeah, yeah. Versus writing I do that. for your job, right? Oh, yeah. I do some writing for my job, but it um, it's the kind of thing where I really love my job, uh, but it's the kind of thing where when you make some aspect of your outside life part of your work life, you just mm-hmm. lose some motivation. Yeah. Because you're like, I've been wor- looking at words all day. I need to do something else. Mm-hmm. I get that. Have you... Outside of work and, and shit, have you been, have you gone to any shows? Have you seen any good movies? Did see Debt Rag a few weeks ago, and that was great. Debt Rag? So, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, yeah. You should look it up. It's good stuff. Okay. So that was a show. Movies, I'm pretty behind on, which is kind of a bummer, because I really do like movies. I've got Criterion subscription. I. Uh-huh do the millennial thing and share all sorts of streaming passwords with of course of course until they totally crack down on it yeah netflix is no longer an option um fucking bullshit but yeah so not a lot of long form stuff i did watch the bear oh right was really yeah it took me a while to get into it but it's actually a really good show i enjoyed it quite. i've heard a lot of good things we haven't uh, started that one yeah, yeah. It goes by pretty quickly. It's only 18 episodes, and okay. they're half hour-ish. I mean, it's not utterly scandalous, but it might be something you don't want to watch when the kids are around. There's a lot of mm, yeah, yeah violence at certain points. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, we have been re-watching slash getting up to the point where we stopped watching the show iZombie, which is like a procedural kind of dramedy kind of thing. Like it's it's funny, it's dramatic. Is it, it an iCarly spinoff? No, it's not an iCarly spinoff. It is based, I believe it's based on a comic, and it's this uh, woman who becomes a zombie at this party. Uh, you can become a zombie very easily in this world where you only have to be scratched. You, you don't necessarily have to be bit or anything. You can just be scratched. Um, and she, like, becomes a zombie. But, like, if you maintain a, a normal regiment of brain eating, you are a relatively normal person. You just, uh, your skin goes really pale and your hair goes really white and all that kind of stuff. So she uh, gets a job in a morgue. She's like a surgeon and she quits her surgeon job and gets a job in a morgue instead so that she has access to brains all the time. Um, And when she eats the brains, she also gets like these visions of the memories of the person and they use that to help solve the crimes of these people who have been murdered. That actually sounds really interesting. It's fun. Um, It's like... Pieces of it. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's... You know, it's a network television show, so it's a little corny at times. There's a lot of episodes, like the first season and second season are both like 19 episodes or something like that. So it's kind of long, but it's very funny. And 
There's lots of like every once in a while good music nods. The theme song is really good. So it's a fun show. We we love to hate some of the characters and you know that kind of thing. Uh, but we have to watch it when the kids aren't around because they get scared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of the bear, I think I I messaged you because there was a can't hardly wait reference, yeah. which actually which actually carried through a little bit. But I think musically. <laughs> You might enjoy it. There's some Liz mm-hmm. Fair. There's some other stuff. I want to say there's even some Pearl Jam, which I don't think really hits either of us. But yeah, no, per- no. I mean, I would say that of that type of music, I don't think Pearl Jam is that bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there was a time when I liked them when you know they were at their height in in the '90s or whatever. I had the album Vitology, um, and then I kind of decided I really didn't like them for a long time and now I'm just kind of indifferent. Yeah, it's about where I am. Yeah. Uh, I had Vitology, but the I kind of... That second album I remember really liking. I can't remember when that came out. Is that 10? No, 10 I think was the first one. Oh, okay. I think the second one was called... I want to say it was called Go, but I don't think that sounds right. Um... even though versus versus that was the one go is a song with the, with the sheep on it yeah yeah when did that what year did that come out 93 okay so i would have been 11 that's that's the right time yeah. um, anyway so uh, what about What about you've been on a movie kick what's what's been on your been movie plan we've going to see a lot of movies we saw Tomorrow we're going to see the new Indiana Jones and the day after that we're going to see this animated children's movie called The Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken. Should be fun. We watched with the kids um the Ninja Turtles movies, the first two from the 90s. Oh gosh. You remember those? Yeah, what was, how did they feel about Vanilla Ice? <laughs> I don't know that they had any opinion on Vanilla Ice. They really liked the movies like a lot. Oh cool. Which was nice. It's a it's wild how much I remember like I was quoting lines of the first movie. Yeah. And I haven't watched it probably since I feel like I watched it as an adult maybe in my 20s as a quote unquote adult. But it's been a long time, but I remember it very well. I watched it a lot as a kid, the first one. second one not as much. Yeah. The kids really liked it. Um we still need to watch the third one. I'm a little hesitant to watch it because from what I remember it's pretty bad. But kind of getting them prepped for the there's a new animated one coming out and we're going to see that in August. So the new Indiana Jones, I mm-hmm. have heard about that. I don't know if I will venture out for that, but um, Yeah. Wait for it to I, stream. The last one, the what the fourth one was Crystal like skull. not so oh, not good. The look on your face. Yeah. You said crystal you said crystal skull like you needed to spit. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, Cody's got a fun story about crystal skull. Oh, I'll have not, to wait for Not not the, the movie, the the alcohol. The vodka? Yes. The Dan Aykroyd vodka? Yes. Oh, I'll have to we'll have to ask him to to bring that up on the next episode. Hey, Lindsay. Yeah. What should we 
Do you want to do um, your overrated, underrated thingy? Yeah, you said you had two things to talk about. What's the other one? The other one um, was about reissue stuff. Oh, right. I oh, did oh speaking of which, hold on. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay. We are ill-prepared to do this. Um, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to talk, Danny. Um, so you'll have something entertaining to listen to while you'll edit, which may, in fact, make your edit harder. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I'm back. Okay. Look what I got myself for Father's Day. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you haven't opened it yet, I though. I have not opened it yet. I haven't had time. Okay. This You've been chisel streaming it, though. set you free. Yes. Um, I went on f- the day before Father's Day. We did some stuff. Uh, we went to La Venedita for breakfast. I fucking love that place. And then we went to Kicksville because I wanted to get the Boris has a new album, a split album with Uniform. So they didn't have the thing I was looking for, but they had that. And when I picked it up and I'm really bad at like talking to record clerks and stuff just in general. But I, I, I wonder why I put it on the count. I'm just bad at talking to people. Um, yeah, I get that. This whole podcast is like me out of my comfort zone for the last two and a half years or whatever. Um, well, you do really well with it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get it too. I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna derail you for a minute because okay. this is this is sort of an interesting thing because I really have very bad social anxiety, mm-hmm. but in situations where there's sort of a set script to be had, I do okay. Mm-hmm. So. Like talking to record store people, talking mm. to bookstore people, talking to coffee people, um, to some degree even flirting, although it's, I haven't flirted with anybody since before the pandemic, so <laughs> I could have really lost those skills. I'm also turned 40 over the pandemic, so who knows, um, that is that magic number where, where, you know, you no longer exist to anyone under 40. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, although I don't. Under 40, these are children, so it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, so I mean, so so like, let's do a quick derail here because I just talked about myself. Like in these structured situations where where there's sort of a script to be had, do you still have the same kind of, you, you still can't, don't feel I don't, right just, about it? Like I did okay. Like the guy, I put the record up there. This was at Kicksville. I put the record up there. Uh, and he was like ringing it up. He's like, oh, that's funny. I was just, uh, somebody just told me about this band last night. And I said, oh yeah, they're really great. And like, that was it. Like I could have continued to talk like, oh, are you a fan of Ted Leo? Oh, by the way, I have this podcast. Like, you know, blah, blah, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just kind of awkwardly Um, was like, yeah, they're good. I think in 2023, as much as I enjoy doing this, but I think in 2023, telling people about your podcast at length is the equivalent of telling people about your dreams. <laughs> like everybody will listen, but nobody truly wants to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I have done that in a while. I, I do that every once in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm occasionally this guest on my friend's podcast. And everybody's like, oh, uh-huh. I'll have to give uh-huh, that a listen. Cool. And then we move on. <laughs> So no one fits intended. I really enjoy this. I know other people that enjoy it, but I, I think yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a, oh, of course you have a podcast kind of 
reaction, I feel like. Yeah. So anyway, Numero, uh, like, they're just on this huge, like, I think that's what they are all about. Like, before they started doing all this punk stuff with Unwound and, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, they, they've been doing great reissues. Uh, I had just picked this up. I just yesterday or the day before pre-ordered the Everyone Asked About You yeah. reissue that they're doing. It still boggles my mind that they're doing anything with that band because, like, they were a band that, like, I found on, like, a MP3 blog, like, years and years ago and just downloaded their 7-inch. I was like, oh, this is really good. It's kind of too bad there's not more. And they just seem to be, like, so small and, like, nobody knows about them and low stakes kind of thing. But they've got, like, this great album that was never released and now it's out and it's so fucking good. And it makes me excited. Like, I, and I, I want more of that stuff. Do you yeah. have the other side of the reissue thing where you just feel like a little bit like, oh, okay, this stuff's 25 years old and maybe I should have moved on? Do you ever have that feeling? Uh, for for things that I want to buy or or the, the reaction I seem to have more often is, why are they reissuing this? Kind of thing. Not for Numero, but for like... I don't know, especially when I worked in a record store or like record store day, it's like, oh, there's this Beatles thing that we're reissuing and it's all four members farting uh, in in tune or whatever, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think, though, like of my friends, you were the one who gets the most excited about um, re-releases. Mm hmm. And I, I think it's a I think it's a good thing. We've we've talked about this sort of at length in my attempts to get you to not like something but i think i think your i think your positivity is a good trait yeah i um, just like it's how i've been able to get things that i've been searching for for a long time like when they reissued braids frame and canvas the first time like that had been out of print for a really long time and I would rather own a quality reissue than a flimsy, like original pressing kind of thing. Um, like if it's been remastered and it sounds really nice and, you know, better quality vinyl. And if it comes with like cool booklet with stories and stuff like that, like that, like I just bought the new braid reissue and I need to get rid of my other one because it came with like a bigger booklet with, with stuff. And like that, everyone asked about you, says it comes with like a big booklet and things like that. So yeah, I do get excited. There's definitely things where like, I'll get really excited when they post about it. And then I'll think about it for a day. And I go, well, I guess I don't really need that, that kind of thing. Um, so if it's not an instant purchase, I'm probably never going to buy it. Yeah, and I think I bought the chisel record because there was additional material there was like a really nice mm -hmm. booklet i knew but i i don't know i i have started slowly selling records because my house is so in need of all of these repairs and never buy no one buy a house i know <laughs> many of you listening i know or proportionally the number of you who are listening are likely homeowners but um <laughs> 
really don't buy a house, or if you do buy a house, buy a house where the wiring is like up to code, um, and you can sleep at night uh, knowing that your house won't burn down. My house is not going to burn down anytime. Good. It Good. might burn down soon, just not tomorrow. But uh, yeah, so I, I sold actually. I am trying to be more realistic about what I do listen to. Um, mm -hmm. There was the, I think it was the first Zero Boys album that just got re-released. Oh. Um, and I had the original, but there's mm -hmm. still a market for the original press. And so I managed to get somebody to pay a, a good price for that. Nice. Um, so that paid for some dog care because mm. I've also got aging doggies. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I think, should I... First of all, I'm not sure I can really imagine a day where I'm going to be like, man, I really want to hear the Zero Boys. Did I say Zero Boys or did I say Dead, Dead Boys earlier? You I said zero boys. zero boys. Okay, good. Um, it is early. I have <laughs> most of my coffee still next to me. Um, there are too many boys bands. Although, like, yes. Neo Boys, I like. But, uh, yeah, so I, I am starting to come around to the Danny way of... of getting rid of an originals if there are uh, affordable represses out there. Yeah. Um, and that was the start of it. Um, because should I ever really get in the mood to listen to Zero Boys, not only is it probably streaming right now, but mm -hmm. um, it, reissues, man. Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you have a, any other good reissues you've gotten lately? Although, no, sidetrack, sorry. Um, mm -hmm. What else happened on Father's Day? Oh, what else happened on Father's Day? The, we did most of our, like, quote-unquote celebrating uh, the day before, so the Saturday before. We went to La Venedita, uh, had a delicious breakfast, uh, went to Kicksville really quick, went to a shoe store in Elk Grove, and I got a pair of shoes. I ended up buying three pairs of shoes on Father's Day weekend. So this is nice. So so tangent from the tangent, mm -hmm. do you look for vegetarian shoes or do you still buy leather? I don't go out of my way to look for vegetarian shoes. Um, I know I should, but I don't. If I come across a pair of vegetarian shoes that I'm like, oh, those are really nice, I will probably get them. Uh, but most of the time I've, I've gotten those, they have fallen apart a little too quickly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm having the same issue, especially um, I am. Okay, so this is the this is the I am 41 portion of the podcast, which always <laughs> happens when I come up. But I thought um, that was start to end. <laughs> yeah, but I my my feet are not what they used to be. So I've been looking for things with good insoles mm. or you know i've added insoles but nothing's quite right so yeah. finding good vegetarian shoes that also don't destroy your feet is even harder oh, sure um sure. and so i used to buy secondhand leather and then i got out of the habit of that and i'm reconsidering what to do because yes that's that's the other issue mm. is that vegetarian shoes do fall apart they're also yeah. usually made of some petroleum project uh, product which is not much better for the earth probably yeah. worse yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... Anyway, uh, got some shoes. Uh, and I don't remember what... It, we went to... The actual Father's Day, we went to Spaghetti Factory with nice. uh, my parents. Because they really like that place. I like it, too. 
Um, don't think Did you ever go to Spaghetti Factory as a teen or in yeah. your 20s and just take loaves of bread with you? Just like shove them in your bag? No. I used to go there and just order a salad and then they would give you bread. And so I'd eat the salad and then eat a shit ton of bread. Uh, but I I'd like it if it. their salad was better. Yeah. It's a basic was, ass salad. Yeah. It's a basic ass salad. It's, 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 what is it? It's um like, uh, it's basically exclusively uh, iceberg lettuce and a little bit of shredded carrot, if I remember. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. The, the most low stakes salad you could ever have. Yeah. I just, my friend and I used to do exactly what we said is they mm-hmm. keep bringing you bread. Yeah, so. Yeah. First loaf would go in her bag. Second loaf would go in my bag. Nice. Um, yeah. And it, it just, you know, like, it seemed like you have to. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it, it's free. But maybe you don't. Maybe we're just being silly. But it's not free because you're paying, like, well, at that sure. time. Yeah. Back in the early 2000s, kids, it was only $8 to eat at the spaghetti factory. <laughs> um, not anymore. That's shit. I don't know if you've looked at their menu lately. But, like, the thing I order is, like, $15 just for the fucking meal. Yeah, I just go spaghetti and mushroom, and since I no mm. longer eat spumoni, I miss spumoni. Spumoni was good. Mm-hmm. Spumoni's the way to go. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. Oh, yeah, you can't get the ice cream anymore. I know. It breaks my heart. I mean, not not really. <laughs> and I think they even have, like, Italian ice now, but let's be oh, real. Oh, yeah. What else? What other reissues? Oh, I don't know if this counts as a reissue. It, it technically does because it came out a long, long time ago. But um, Boris has three albums now called Heavy Rocks. And they're kind of, all their albums are pretty different. And the Heavy Rocks ones are like rock albums, like heavy rock albums. Um, <laughs> the first one was never issued on vinyl. Uh, and it was in 2002, I think it came out. Never issued on vinyl. It's really freaking good. Uh, Relapse finally put it out. And so I bought... That was mm-hmm. an instant purchase. So I'm very excited about that. That'll be coming in August, I think. It's coming out. Um, another Boris thing just got reissued, but I think I'm going to skip it. Um, because I bought... I bought like two... Like I bought that Boris reissue and I bought... The everything everyone asked about you, and I think a couple other things recently. And I'm like, need to cool it a little bit. And like a Boris uh, 12 inch split with some other band that I've never heard before is probably never going to get listened to. Um, so I'll just wait, wait on that. A yeah, bit. yeah. I'm trying to slow down too. I got the new. I told you I got the new Sweeping Promises record, and I think oh, that's yeah. going to be the last new purchase for a while. For a little while. So. The Duchess and the Duke yes, uh, is a band that uh, a rare occasion in the last, I'd say, 20 plus years that I found via the radio. Interesting. I used to, so it must have been in 2008. When did the first album come out? Yeah, 2008. I would go to Sac City College and pick up my girlfriend at the time, my ex, um, pick her up from her class. And at the time I would go, like the time of day or whatever, Quad, the old radio station here, would have 
like a, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like a, like noontime, like indie rock little section where they would play like some, you know, sub pop type bands, like that kind of thing for a little bit, maybe a half hour or something. And so I would pop on the radio and listen to that and see what they were playing. And they played a Duchess and the Duke song. And I was like, wow, this is real fucking great. I like this a lot. Um, especially at the time, like that was just kind of the music I'd listened to. And then, I, oh, I forgot to look up. I'm going to look up, look it up really quick when I saw them. Because they played at Luigi's oh. um, around the time of, around that same time. Here's my concert archive. Duchess. That's so good of you to do that. Because I have bands that I wish I remember. I know that I have seen some great bands. Mm -hmm. And when I hear their records, they feel brand new, but I feel like maybe I've heard the name before and I don't know if it's because I've heard them or if it's because other people have talked about them. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to have a very sharp memory, especially for that kind of thing, but it's just gone so it's yeah. it's good of you to to record these kinds of things yeah um so it was november 2009 they played at luigi's and that was really cool and then we amanda and i were up in portland and they happened to be playing when we were up there uh, and we ended up not being able to go because it sold out uh, and then they broke up like shortly after that so that was kind of a bummer uh, so that's kind of how i came across them back then and they're kind of a band that I just come back to every once in a while if I need something like pretty <laughs> I almost said easy listening like it's it's easy to listen to like it's it's okay you know it's not uh, hard or anything like that it's just kind of you know acoustic guitar some cool harmonies things like that um, I did see um, God, I have one monitor here I'm checking through windows i did see on wikipedia they're referred to as raw garage rock mm-hmm. so i don't know how i feel about so that this is one of my notes is mm-hmm. that um this is not usually direction you go like you usually yeah. run screaming from anything called garage. <laughs> and i would i would say that there is I see what they're talking about. The playlist you gave me is really only sort of tangentially there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would say it's far more like early, mid-60s folk kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's got a very modern feel, but the things it's reaching back to say that sort of early transitional folk period to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw that garage piece, I was like, oh, I'm going to... I'm bringing that up. That yeah. <laughs> So um, I, as much as I'm burned out on Garage, I think that I could sway you if I really had to. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so the, the first questions I had were basically that you've just answered this is, um, you know, you don't usually give me much like this. Um, how often well, do you listen to music like this now? Uh, rarely. This is, I could think of, not very many like acoustic like predominantly acoustic things I really don't listen to very much I'm not a big acoustic kind of person so this is one of the only like straight up acoustic bands that I could think of that I would 
listen to on a regular basis. I guess uh, I guess that's not. I, I do listen to a lot of Nico Case, and the, a lot of that is acoustic. So there's that, but most of the stuff I listen to is is you know electric rock music or yeah. like pop, like Taylor Swift kind of Lizzo kind yeah. of stuff. So. Then I guess my other question related to that is, is why did you choose this for me to listen to? Because uh, I kept giving you things that you didn't like. <laughs> um, and I, I pre-approved this one, uh, which I think is the way I'm going to go with giving you stuff. Is, and I've done that for a couple now, but I just haven't given you playlists yet. But I sent you a song, the, the song I heard first from them, and said, listen to this song and tell me what you think. And you said that uh, you'd be down to, to talk about that. Because yes. I think I gave you something else and you were like, no way. Um, or maybe that was just the Idols playlist I gave you. Um, no, we went through, I, I couldn't remember what it was, but I, I think that sounds right. Or I think, all I remember is that we had talked about I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But I was just, it was interesting because um, I don't want to tip my hand or anything. But um, yeah, this is this is a very different kind of listen. And I was mm-hmm. I was jazzed to get it. Yeah, it's not like my normal go to listening kind of thing. But it like getting to know you over the last few months or however long you've been on the pod I need. I've discovered that I need to stay away from from broy punk rock for the most part, and you seem to have a taste for things that have an older feel. Not all the That's time, fair. but and so this has a very older feel. Um, I've heard them compared to like certain certain eras of Rolling Stones. Which I don't know how you feel about the Rolling Stones. I don't know how I feel about the Rolling Stones. But something about this, I can't remember like how I came. Oh, I think I was just scrolling through my discogs of like things that I could possibly give you. And I came across my Duchess and the Duke records. It's like, oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to see if Lindsay wants to talk about this band. So There is, and I can see, especially on one of the songs, I can see the Rolling Stones thing. So I am... A bit of a Fairweather Rolling Stones fan. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, a can't, was it Voodoo Lounge, that album they put out in the 90s? Oh, shit. <laughs> I think. But um, I, I uh, which I believe came out a little before either of us would have been working in record stores, but I remember yeah, that. Yeah. But no, the first record that I ever put on a record player by myself, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I, my dad had allowed me to start listening to his records, but the first record that I was allowed to put on the turntable and put the needle down myself was Paint It Black. So oh, I have okay. a very, very strong but narrowly focused love for the Rolling Stones. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to dive in. Sure. So the, the first record you ever put on was Paint It Black. Uh, the first record... I ever put on was also my dad's record. Uh, I believe it was Paranoid by Black Sabbath. But the reason we weren't able to put, like, handle our parents' records before that 
My parents only had a few records. Did your parents have like a large record collection? My dad did. My mom did not. Yeah. Cody and I were talking about that on a few pods ago about how it's funny that like us and the people we know tend to have like a lot of records or CDs or just be aware of a lot of music. And our parents, like my parents and his parents, always had like small collections. Anyway, I'm getting off of this stupid road I'm going down. Uh, the reason we weren't able to um, handle those records back then was because, you know, we were too young and we had very sticky hands. Sun comes up. I'm counting the days I've got left. I'm counting the time on my hands. Watch the days roll by. There you go. That does it. (laughs) So the first song is called Hands off of their, unfortunately, last album, Sunrise Sunset. Oh, that's another thing I I wanted to say. I had no idea they got back together for a short period of time. So they did like a thing on, on Third Man Records where they, you know, did a live album or a live recording. And I think I want to pick that up. Um, If I had known and if they played around here, I would have gone to see them. Especially in 2010, that's when I was still going to shows somewhat regularly. Anyway, side or 2014, I mean. Sidetrack, hands. What'd you think, Lindsay? I really like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first note that I have on it is the harmonies don't go exactly where you think they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And I really love that about this song. It is very simple in its way. Mm-hmm. doesn't really get more complicated than maybe there's like an arpeggio in there, like really briefly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I can't read my notes on this. Um, <laughs> That's why yeah. I type my notes. Yeah. I, I, as much as I'm a fan of the Cody system, I can't get away from my, from yeah. my handwriting. <laughs> but yeah, I do have one timestamp with the parenthetical that I have. Uh, mm-hmm. alternate timestamp that will also work. Uh, do you want to talk about it first before we get to the timestamps? No, we can jump into the timestamps. Uh, my first one is at 41 seconds. It's just talking about the That's chorus. That's exactly what I have, 41 through 50. Perfect. Sometimes, girl, I'm already Because I think you yeah. said through 51 or something like that, right? Yeah, I had 41 through 50. Yeah. But yeah, I. so what were your thoughts about the harmonies in this one? Because as we listened back, I'm like, oh, of course, there's no place else they could have gone. But when I was doing my first listens, I was like, wait a minute, I expect this to go somewhere else. It's, it's something that I really like about this band is the voices work so well together, but they also kind of don't work 
well together or or like just the way they each of them sing has there's there's certain bands that and i almost always like this where the harmonies that they do together just feel like slightly off yes and i love that there's a band the anniversary that does that that band everyone asked about you like they have a lot of that kind of like slightly off harmonies and i think it's great like it's i don't want to say it's more interesting that way than doing like a a straight on like what you'd expect them to sound like harmony but it's cool and it speaks to this kind of like lo-fi garagey i guess bedroom uh kind of music i don't know i think it works perfectly i love it yeah so i have this note that i wasn't really into the electric guitar that comes in with it but in listening to it and like right at the end what i was playing yeah i actually like it though so i'm i've come around to that like okay gotten rid of the Pete Seeger in me that doesn't (laughs) electric and folk and so the other note that I have which does not I want to be careful in this comparison because it's not a one-to-one comparison Mm -hmm. but it has some some of the spareness that some Leonard Cohen that I really like has Mm, sort of like um I'm very, one of my favorite albums ever is Leonard Cohen's New Skin for the Old Ceremony. Mm -hmm. And there's some of those songs that there's just like an emptiness to them. Mm -hmm. And this has that same sort of like tiredness in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Empty, like emptiness, tiredness, those are good uh, descriptive words for, I feel like just this band in general, like it has this kind of, almost kind of hopeless feeling a lot of the time uh, with how like echoey and roomy the songs are I don't know I think it's I think it's pretty great um I'm gonna go deal with my cat really quick I don't know if you can hear her I'm gonna take a quick dog break which might take even a little bit longer okay no problem I'm gonna turn off my mic though so you don't hear the stampede okay (laughs) okay one hour later all right, back on track here. Um, so you came around on the electric guitar, it sounds yes. like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something I had never really noticed about maybe this band in general, but at least most of the songs I gave you, is they have really long like sections with like guitar, quote-unquote, solo kind of things. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that I never really noticed because, like, that can be off-putting to a lot of people. Like, Cody has a rule that uh, solo should be no longer than 10 seconds. Um, But, like, this, like, at 117, I think it kind of leads off of what I just played at the end there. So we'll play this. I want to time it and see how long it is.
So that's, uh, if I counted correctly, because I started at 117 and I'm now at 204, that's like 40 seconds. Yeah, so I didn't hear anything arpeggiated there, so maybe I'm thinking of an entirely different song. But mm, um, Yeah, there's something that, like that on, on almost every song. Yeah, so that I think was my note about how I wish there was a little less electric guitar. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and in listening to it, I can see myself getting impatient with that. But it, now it seems fine. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you sit and listen critically, it is something that you would notice. But um, yeah, it's just I've never really noticed. Like it works really well with the song. And like this is not a long song. It's like there's a minute forty three left. So that's you know a good chunk of the song where it's just like a guitar solo or whatever yeah i don't know i think it works really well i i think it speaks to their songwriting ability to kind of have something like that that goes sort of unnoticed it's like when you have a really long song and you don't notice it's a really long song yeah then at 219 there's some very cool like keyboard or organ or something like that When I'm gone, I know for certain the birds will still sing, and I know the clouds will still cry like a child on my shirt. I don't know, it's kind of subtle, I guess, but I really like the organ sound, I like the vibrato on it. Um, I just realized that the Eric gave me a musician or band or whatever you want to call it called Amigo the Devil, and it this it has a very similar feel. And that's something else that I ended up liking. I haven't really listened to much since, but it's got the same kind of acoustic guitar vibe to it as this. Yeah. Um, so I was about to interrupt. I was the the time I've known you. You have mm-hmm. always really loved organ and songs. Yes. And so the, again, this takes me back to what is your issue with garage rock? Because I don't like know. that I, that organ I, is like foundational. <laughs> Maybe rock. I just haven't heard the right stuff. I don't know. Oh man, I'm gonna have to come out of my come out of my uh, <laughs> come out of my what hibernation. Um, yeah, I might. I have a playlist in mind for you. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to make this playlist, but I will. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I I do, because, Danny, you like garage. You just say you don't. This is, And this is just such an absolutely Lindsay thing to do, is, like, to write off an entire <laughs> genre. Um, I don't... This is, It's so unusual for you to be closed to something. Uh, let's I see. I'm just is... going to do a quick Google. Garage rock bands. White Stripes, I don't like them. The OCs, no. I've never listened to. Arctic Monkeys are garage rock? I didn't know that. I don't think that's true. Uh, the Strokes are fine. The Stooges are good from what I've heard. Are they garage? I don't know. The Hives, I could see a garage on that i really only know that one song did you see that that video of the hive singer like hitting himself in the head with a microphone 
I think I saw it really briefly, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a Hives album I like, but I've just never gone any deeper. I honestly think you would really like Raining Sound. Mm. Um, and so, but off the top of my head, I'd want to give you at least two songs off of the same album, maybe three. Okay. But they've got, I don't know. Um, that might be something I have to do just because I want to convert you. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. The, mm, this is this is interesting. And I mean, there's more like straight ahead, straight ahead garage rock that is like yeah. actual 60s stuff. Um, uh-huh. I mean, nuggets. I've seen a lot stuff of stuff here. that I feel like fits onto those nuggets compilations. Exactly, yeah. Um, which uh, that kind of stuff is is pretty good from what I remember. Yeah, so you, you like garage rock? I've maybe I do. I was. I mean, I would I would go so far as to call question mark and the Mysterians garage rock, and um, oh, maybe okay. not so far. Like I I would I I wouldn't say so far because I would say they are. They're on this list too. Yes, um, and if thirteen floor don't, elevators. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like Question Mark and the Mysterians, we can't be friends. Oh, the monks. I like the monks. Danny, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Japan droids? Are they garage? Velvet Underground? Are they garage? I may. That's That would be a little stretch. They're a little arty yeah. in the garage in my mind. We and can, the we kills? Can. What? The kills? No, they're not garage. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, there's yes. Come on now. there's there's garage and then there's garage revival. And oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm talking about. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Maybe I do like garage. Maybe I'm just thinking of a very specific brand of garage that I think is a very specific brand of garage that I don't like, and I just associate that with everything. You're pulling a Lindsay, you're painting with a really broad brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, some of these, like those classic bands I, I do like, uh, Question Mark and the Mysterians and 30 Floor Elevators, the Monks, like that kind of stuff I, I like. Yeah, yeah, so. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get you on that trolley. Okay, okay. Let's see. Oh, I hate only having one monitor. I'm going to complain about that for this whole time. Um, uh, do you have a, a printer? I'm, I'm going to complain. What? What? No. Well, yeah, we, we can get into that. But do you own a printer? Do I own a printer? I do own a printer. I There was a period in my life where I knew people who didn't own printers. And it seemed, I mean, I, I don't want to be so privileged as to say that <laughs> that everyone can afford a printer. But it just seemed... In many cases, like, I was just amazed at the number of people I knew who didn't own printers mm-hmm. and, like, would have to go to school or at Kinko's to print, yeah, yeah. like, a single document. And um, I never had any trouble, like, letting friends come over and print. But it, it, it's, it was just a strange thing to me that if you... I don't know. The, the, I'm as I'm saying all of these things. I hear the privilege in in talking about <laughs> it. But um, you don't so, own a printer. Yeah. So um, let's let's go back to the Danny intro that I think is coming. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna complain about 
I'm going to complain about only having one monitor right now. Talking about privilege, uh, I do own a pr uh, printer. I do own two monitors. Um, such a, it's such a Scorpio thing. Listen to me, baby. Got to tell you something, and I don't know where I'm gonna start. Everything is working out, but I don't wanna trick you, and it's tearing me apart. I feel good. I feel fine. <laughs> I'm not a Scorpio. I don't know you if that's a, a Scorpio thing. You are a Libra, and I am a Scorpio. Oh, and you are. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like a two-week difference between our birth. I think there's like mm -hmm. a ten-day difference between our birthday. Yeah. But yeah. um, <laughs> but yes, I'm a I'm a Scorpio, and I'm one of those people that <laughs> claims not to believe in astrology yet. Yeah. Doubles down on the Scorpio stuff. Um, <laughs> so I don't think I'm vindictive, but I do definitely hold a grudge. Um, I like to pretend I'm mysterious, but I, contrary to the whole Scorpio thing, I'm pretty much an open book. I tell people far more than they want to know. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty fiercely loyal um, until you cross me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's not what this is about. This was this was just a very simple lead into a song called Scorpio. Scorpio. I don't know if I really have a good reason for being a stickler about the single version versus the album version. Um, they are different recordings. I think the single version was just the one that I heard first. And so that's the one I prefer, like that kind of thing. I get that. Did you happen to listen to the album version versus the single version? I think I did once, but when you give me these playlists, I try very hard not to um, muddy the waters. Mm -hmm. um, I try to stick, no matter how much I like a band, um, which hasn't been a problem so far, no, <laughs> no, no, how, no matter how much I like a band, I try, not, I try to stay true to the playlist until, until we've gotten through the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's. I think the album version is just recorded a little better, and you know, sounds a little nicer. That kind of deal, um, typical of, of single version versus album version. But yeah, I picked the single version for our playlist here. This is off a single. Of, uh, a side has never had a chance. What do you think of this song? You so, Scorpio. I really love how lo-fi this is like that's yeah. that's the first I really um my pocket is minimal production perhaps like the lowest of lo-fi production and mm -hmm. under and three zero and a half horns minutes. to be found zero horns zero <laughs> horns um I have a very dear friend who is a trumpet player and I mean no offense to him uh, I do have a note here that the harmonies are a little more conventional on this one. Mm -hmm. So again, this goes back to sort of both folk and garage. This makes me think a little bit about bringing all back back home again, the Brian Jonestown Massacre mm -hmm. uh, album or EP. Are you okay. big Not Brian Jonestown? Familiar. Okay. Um, I saw the movie, I think, Dig, but that's about it. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, 
but you know, Brian Johnstown Massacre has got its own nods to Bob Dylan. So like, mm-hmm. this is the influences come through pretty clearly here. But I I really like it. Although before we get into, I don't have any timestamps, but before we discuss yours, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Bob Dylan? There's a version of myself that uh, doesn't like Bob Dylan at all because, you know, he's he, quote unquote, can't sing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also a version of myself that that wholly appreciates his style and his version of can't singing. And I would argue that. I'm I'm being facetious here. It's not very punk rock of you to not like somebody for because they sure can't sing. sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I do have a pretty nice memory though of going uh, driving to San Francisco with my dad to go show my portfolio to some art college kind of thing. And on the drive, he had like a Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits CD or something of that kind of deal. And listening to that and really enjoying it and not realizing that he had written songs that I knew from other places, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I appreciate Bob Dylan is what I will say. Okay. So he is not your favorite Traveling Wilbury. <laughs> Who else is in the Traveling Woolberries? Oh, Danny. <laughs> uh, we've got Bob Dylan. We've got George Harrison, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, and Jeff Lynne. I'll take Tom Petty. Okay. No, no, George Harrison? I am not. That, there's somebody that you could give me. I've never listened to George Harrison, like, solo stuff. I mean, he's a bit like the Rolling Stones where there's some stuff that will blow your mind and then there's mm-hmm. some later stuff where you're like, okay. I mean, it's kind of like retired guy rock. It's like, okay, you're, yeah. you're kind of I mean, we're talking about traveling, traveling woolberries right now. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, it's so it's strange because like Jeff Lynn always felt like sort of the odd man out there even though a bunch of them have recorded with him and they're I don't necessarily like the way Jeff Lynn records but I went through this like transformation where like somehow I like ELO now and I don't listen to ELO often um oh I thought you said yellow yellow no. okay electric light or- or- orchestra yeah 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 but uh, there's some rock and ELO stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I did when I this was lit. This was literally a note. Is it went from Brian Jonestown down to Dylan? Wanted to know how you felt about Dylan, and I really did want to know who your favorite traveling Wilbury is. That's in your notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go with Tom Petty. I think. Okay. Uh, I've I've probably heard the traveling Wilburys, but I couldn't. Yeah. You're missing out. I mean, yeah. it's very of the time, but it's it's good. It's good. I keep, like, that kind of stuff. I, I know the the hits of classic rock and that kind of, like, style or whatever you want to call it. 
but like Cody's all all into a bunch of interesting stuff, and I keep trying to get him to make me a Flying Burrito Brothers playlist. Oh, he yeah. hasn't done that yet. Um, somebody could give me a Traveling Woolberries playlist. I, I probably know the I, I, hits, but that's about it. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think you. Yeah. But I mean, this is like twenty-four songs. You know. We could do a, a maybe a theme month on ret- retired uh, old man music. The, the daddiest of dad rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could do a Grateful Dead playlist that month too. Oh, I have to hold my tongue because get DP we all have some friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, these episodes are already three hours long. I don't know how long. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Back to Scorpio. 19 seconds. We've got a nice pre-chorus and then the chorus. So I'll play. The, I guess I'll do the pre-chorus first and then see if I have anything I want to say about it. And then I'll play the chorus. I feel good, I feel fine, sky's blue, sun is shining, don't need to run, don't need to hide, don't need to kill myself just to stay alive. So yeah, good pre-chorus. I like the kind of back and forth, I don't know, I guess that's call and response, but I really like that, like the backing vocals are just nice. Is that the kind of uh, harmonies you were talking about that were more expected or whatever yes exactly doesn't mean they're bad but yeah 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 i like how every part of this song just kind of like goes right into the next one there's not big breaks i mean there is a solo but like there's not a you know couple bar where they're just playing chords or something like that each one kind of leads into the next part which is nice yeah it's simple it's easy it's another it's kind of long again but doesn't bother me yeah and then the main reason i like any song in the world is here at 219 we've got some dual vocals there we go more like three or four people i think but you get it i do anyway yeah very like lo-fi feel i i like the kind of back and forth vocals the whole time i think that's really cool it's very good anything else on this song scorpio from a scorpio themselves no that was uh that was the end of my notes i was okay okay the next song is called I Am Just a Ghost. 
He's the Duke. From 2008, Lindsay, how did you like this song? I said I'd love it with just guitar and tambourine. Oh, you don't like the flutes? That's the next note. Is not sure how I feel about the flute. Oh. You're a big fan of the flute? Uh, um, like in general? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I don't mind it in the song. Hmm. Personally, so it is. It for... is a wind type instrument, though, so that's leaning into horn territory. Oh, that might be why. I'm... That's probably why. Yeah. So the note I have for the sound is it's somewhere in between a strung out mamas and papas or an energetic Leonard Cohen. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did uh did the mamas and the papas use flute? Uh, yeah, uh, California Dreamin'. Is there some flute on there? Yeah, like the the bridge, I think, is a flute. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Oh, 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 that song is amazing. How do you not listen to that song, like, daily? <laughs> do you listen to that song every day? No, but I listen to like it. Like, you wake up in the morning and you <laughs> that's your alarm? It's California Dreamin'. It could be. It's like a very dark song. I like it. Have you seen the yeah. movie Chunking Express? A very long time ago, yes. It's a it's a big part of that movie. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I I will, for uh, various reasons related to my internal wiring, get very very in love with certain songs to the point where that they will just make me teary. Mm-hmm. Um, on every listen, and California Dreamin' is one of them. So you um, wake up it's... every morning, you listen to California Dreamin', you have a good cry, and yes. then you get your coffee. Yes. Okay. Other okay. thing that makes me cry is um, We Rate Dogs TikTok, the We Rate Dogs TikTok Dog of the Week. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, I'm going to send you some links. You'll okay. totally cry. Yeah. Um, Even though they're dogs, you will still cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a, I'm more on cat talk. Mm, no, you'll love We Rate Dogs. Okay, um, okay. And I know how I sound talking about TikTok, but, you know, <laughs> it's dogs. So I'm just like, here, listen to all of the emotion I have to talk about. Although, also, TikTok, you know? It's it's a yeah. weird jump. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think you need to... It's it's a tough thing because you get into the art versus artist territory because John Phillips was a truly terrible, awful man. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you'll want to Google that later if you don't remember. I don't. But it, I don't. it is... Is he the is he the rate dogs people person? No. No. John Phillips <laughs> of Mamas and Papas. Uh, uh, okay. So you don't like the flute, but overall you're okay with it? The song? Uh, I have a note that says, I got a little impatient with this waiting for something new, but mm. the sort of drive repetition... Uh, along with the ghost concept, kind of worked. 
like I don't dislike this song. I think it was just the one that I had the most to say about. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I do have a note that I do like the solo. The timestamp I have for that is pretty long, so I don't think Cody would like it. <laughs> Cody will not approve. No. Um, I have a note that goes from 153 to 218. And then somehow it goes to 245. So I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know if there, if I meant to write another number in for the 245. I don't mm-hmm. think we need to listen to a full minute of the song, but we'll figure okay. it out. Do you have you any earlier timestamps? No, I don't. Uh, 153. One, 2.22, so 153 okay, to 2.22. That was, that was uh, little long, but um, little long. But I, it's longer than I like a solo, especially in a short song. But I, yeah, I do. And it's, I sounds like it. it wasn't stopping either. Yeah, it was just there's like more, getting grander. More happening, and I think that's why yeah. my note actually went to 2.45. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2.45 is my next timestamp. Well, hey. Well, look at that. Vocals always a, a winner for me. I just feel so sad. I like sad um, things. Yeah, I I I sure do. <laughs> yeah, and I think the last note I have on this one is one of the things that bugs me about folk and folk rock is that there are the one or two minutes repetitions into a fade out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm just like I kind of got the message, dude. Yeah, like, this one repeats itself a lot <laughs> for the last yeah. minute or so. Yeah. I like it, but I definitely see how it gets kind of jarring, especially, you know, when they're not really doing anything different for the last minute. Just yeah, exactly. Doing, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just like how sad it is. <laughs> okay, we ready for song four? Yes, please. Song four is called Strangers. I dug a hole so deep and wide I dug a dark hole in the night While you were lying fast asleep with her And if there ever was a crime You'll be together one more time Before I put you face down in the dirt but after Also off their first album, Lindsay, how would you like this super fun song? This was my favorite. Yay! Yeah. Did you know this was going to be my favorite? No, I had no idea. Okay. My first note says more like this, please. More like this. They have yes. they have quite a few like this. It's a little more upbeat and fun. Um, I feel like I went I went sad on this playlist because um, you knew you were giving it to because I knew I was giving it to you. <laughs> Lindsay likes sad things. I sure do. Um, and this one is a little. I mean, it's 
sort of sad as well, but um, they they present it in a very fun way. I don't think it's I don't think it's so very. Um, it's not super sad, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did see like the of a couple of lyrics that I really liked from this one. Um, but just because you lose doesn't mean that I have won. Yeah. That was a good yeah. one. I didn't write down the timestamp for that, but uh, I was just like, yes. 18 seconds. Ah. Oh. That's what I, my only timestamp is, is that line. Mm-hmm. But after my digging was done, I realized that just because you lose don't mean that I've won. And maybe we're not strangers after all. Yeah, so you just went into my next timestamp. Oh, cool. Yeah, we can talk more about that timestamp if you want. Uh, I just one. I just really like that uh, chorus or whatever it is. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, and I love the line, uh, just because you lose doesn't mean I have won. Yes, I think it's exactly. great. Because it does have, like, the verses have a very, like, I'm mad at you, uh, my ex-partner, lover, or whatever it is, and I'm going to do something to get revenge, which I feel like is coming from the, the version of emo that I liked a lot as a late teen and, and into my 20s. Um, it has this very, like, I'm mad at you, and... It goes into these grand, not legitimate, I'm going to wish death upon you kind of thing. But, you know, people take things the way they take things. But I like that it kind of starts there with, you know, digging a hole and uh, I put your face down in the dirt kind of thing. But then it realizes, actually, just because, you know, you lose doesn't mean that I'm any better off kind of thing. And I, I really like that sentiment yes so uh my next timestamp started right where you stopped at 31 seconds 31 to 40 yeah so not because of the vulgarity although like (laughs) i am a a fan of cursing i really like the specificity Mm -hmm. like there's a specificity to that particular lyric mm-hmm. that is just uh, very visual and very um, brings a quality of the song that kind of keeps it from being something else. Yeah. Um, this song also has some like very Simon and Garfunkel notes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's yeah, totally. That's another. I, I actually really like Paul Simon and Simon and Garfunkel. So I guess that's another acoustic kind of thing that I like. You like Paul Simon solo? Mm-hmm. It's because you're a dad. It's because I'm a dad. Like, the day your first child was born, that's when you started listening to Graceland. Oh, I always have. The, the, <laughs> uh, they played a lot. Uh, my parents played a lot of solo Paul Simon. Uh, as I and my, my dad, too. Like, I, Call Me Al just feels so tr- cringy, though. I just can't, <gasps> can't so, hang. It's so cringy. Oh, it's the horn. It's, it's so the horn. Good. Oh, it's, it's the horn. I just thought of that. It's the yeah. horn. There oh, we go. I love that. I, I love solo, solo Paul Simon. I think it's it's pretty great, personally. Yeah. So, I mean, there's this other thing where, like, Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard mm. is a good song, but as a contemporary listen, 
it does feel a little like, ooh, this accent that he's doing mm, feels sure. a little gross now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just something I can't not think about yeah. when I listen. Yeah. I mean, there's the whole Graceland album that's got like a African influence and stuff to it that I do kind of think about when I put that album on, like, is this, a, is this actually appropriate? I mean, I don't know. Well, and Wings Band on the Run mm-hmm. was um, recorded in Nigeria, and there's a lot of, you can oh. hear that coming through in the music. Um, yes, yes. I, I, oh, I can't, I learned that when I was like eight. And it was like my fact that I was telling people, <laughs> like I was going into my elementary school. Tell, there is a letter, there is a letter that my teacher wrote home, that said, "Your daughter is talking about people like Paul McCartney. The kids have no idea what she's talking about." And it's, you don't know what wings is. What the fuck? It's impeding her ability to make friends. There was more to the letter than that. But um, it's like she reads all the time and she talks about Paul McCartney. I like I really treasured that letter for a long time. But there's yeah, also a lot. I would keep that shit. <laughs> I, I have that letter. But there's also a lot about how like your eight year old seems very depressed. Oh. And so like there is like a darkness to the letter. Yeah, but like yeah. but, um, you know, she reads a lot. She talks yeah. about Paul McCartney. But yeah. So um uh, Band on the Run has the same sort of issues for me where mm. I don't think that was the intent at the time sure. to is to appropriate a sound, but there's certainly those influences in it. Yeah. 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 So it's it's all these things on contemporary listen that, I mean, I, I don't think either of us was alive when Band on the Run came out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. At any rate, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with this song. <laughs> Any other timestamps on this one? No, I think um, I think part of it is that I'm very lyrically driven, and mm-hmm. I think the note here I have is a lyric said, "You blame me for the sadness in your eyes," mm-hmm. and then the "took my call" lyric, which I don't have fully written down. I just really like the song. I really like the drive to it. It's lyrically the kind of thing that I love. Um, and it's not too overdone. Yeah, it's really good. It's really short. It's, uh, I think, barely two minutes long. Exactly two minutes long. Like, it's a, it's a quick song. Uh, and it's really, really fun. Um, and I do think it has a pretty good little message behind it. So, yeah. Really good. They do have other stuff like this. That song, the original song that I heard um, that I gave to you just to check out uh, Reservoir Park kind of has a similar mm-hmm. fun feel to it. Shall we do our last song? Let's do that. Let's do it. The last song is the title track off of their their last album, Sunrise Sunset. It's called Sunrise Sunset. My notes on it are very short, actually. Okay. Um, vocals in this are great, but I'm not fond of the chorus, and I don't know why. Hmm. Okay. 
I didn't put a timestamp on where the chorus started. Yeah, I'm gonna find it, and it's hard because there's no lyrics on this one. So I think the main reason I picked this song, I do really like the song, but it's got the other vocalist doing lead vocals, which doesn't, they do sometimes, but not as much. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I do like the chorus. What What's uh, rubbing you the wrong way on the chorus? Uh, my note literally says, don't know why. Don't and know I, why. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't know why. I also have a note that says, I need to listen to this again, mm-hmm. which I did do, but I didn't come away with much Anything. new insight on this one okay. yeah okay. but i mean it's it's a good song it's mm-hmm. it's not like i it's not like i dreaded it coming up on the playlist yeah it does have a very old now that we're like talking about these older like mamas and the papas traveling Woolberries, bob dylan like all these different bands i'm like starting to realize like oh yeah this kind of just feels like it's from the 60s yeah or something like that um which is cool like i also think of like jefferson airplane or or something in hmm. there i don't know yeah this band's great i like them a lot you should listen yeah. to them <laughs> me or the or the listeners everyone should listen to them yes. let's get them let's bring those spotify apple music whatever numbers up uh and maybe they'll reunite again and i can see them again with amanda this time we've never seen them yeah. together and that would be fun because we both really like them that was i guess that's another reason why I've kind of stuck with them over the years is they were like an early bonding point for for Amanda and I. So this is this is the deciding question in mm-hmm. Danny Land, as far as I <laughs> know it. If they did reunited reunite and they mm-hmm. were to play mm-hmm. in San Francisco, maybe, maybe. I mean, in Sacramento, I know it would be a game. in Sacramento. I would go. But Absolutely. ninety minutes, ninety minutes away for a band you love. I'm considering together. going to Santa Cruz in a couple weeks for a show, and I don't know. I just don't know. But anyway, if they played in San Francisco, maybe I would go. If they played in Oakland, I'd be more likely to go because then I don't have to cross uh, the bridge and deal with that, and also deal with San Francisco. I used to like driving in San Francisco, but I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. My old age. So we'll see. Is it that time? It's that time. Give them a rating. Rate them up. So I have to say that um, there was a bit of a lag between when you gave me this playlist and when we got around to it. I can't remember exactly how it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had um, had it on tap and then uh, we had the the hard left turn of Possum Dixon. <laughs> so, and so then we put it off for a few weeks after that because you had to talk about Blink-182 for three hours. <laughs> or I thought it was Turnstile. No, we, we talked about, about Turnstile for two hours and Blink-182 for probably a half hour. Okay, okay. So, so that said, you know, I listened to it and I liked it and I didn't, pick a number to assign at that time mm-hmm. and then we went through this um time period where i didn't have to think about the playlist and i didn't <laughs> pick it back up and so i was thinking like okay yeah i, I liked this um 
I don't remember much about it, so 3.8. But in the past few days, I've gone back to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, going back to it, my memory was clearly pretty faulty because they are a solid 4.3. Ooh. Yes. Danny gave me a 4.3. I finally gave you something you like. You rated yes. it well. God damn Yes. All Banner right. day. Banner day. Yeah. I'm glad we finally got around. I'm, I guess at this point I'm glad that it took us so long to get around to it because you listened to it more. You realized, actually, I like this a bit more. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend digging into the albums. They're both very good. I was listening yesterday a bit to the, the main vocalist has gone off and done some other stuff uh, that sounds very, very similar. Kind of almost exactly the same. Um, so that's good as well. It is called Case Studies. Oh, look, similar artists. Case Studies, because it's the guy, uh, and Deer Tick. Hey, hey, we got that deer. We got that deer tick uh, listening. We've got. We wanted longer. to pull. We wanted to pull Cody into that one, right? Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen. Okay. Okay. Gonna oh yeah, that the Cave work. Singers. That's another band that. Right around the same time, I was listening to Cave Singers, Duchess and the Duke. Did you listen to Cave Singers at all? I don't believe I did. Okay. Is that a garage band that you like that you don't call garage? I don't think they're garage at all. I think they're folky. Because um, I don't know. I don't know what they sound like. I just believe that you do like garage. <laughs> uh, and like, that you're just being snotty and pretending yeah, you don't. Yeah. Uh, let's do Cave Singers. Cave Singers is an American band. Uh, indie alternative is what Wikipedia says. Okay. What are there for fans of? Uh, I hate for fans of, but like, let's just do that. For fans of, let's see who did I saw them like two times, once in San Francisco and once in Oakland, like one right after another. They opened for another post Murder City Devils band, and they also opened for Fleet Foxes, and that was a pretty good fit. Mm. So kind of folky uh, acoustic guitar. Um, they have acoustic guitar, drum, and. I think maybe sometimes like a little like ukulele or maybe mandolin or something like that. It's been a long, long time since I've listened to them. Now, Fleet Foxes is a band that I say I don't like, but I could not tell you what they sound like. Hmm. Um, I can give you a Fleet Foxes playlist. Maybe. When I was 27, my friend and I went to get tattoos together. It was just like our girly bonding thing. Mm-hmm. And the tattoo artist was younger than us. And we didn't think so much younger than us. But he either thought we were old or thought we weren't as hip as him. (laughs) Because he was talking about things and he was like, have you heard of a band called the Fleet Foxes? And we were just in our heads, we were like, fuck you, we know who the... (laughs) Um, Because I had heard the name and rejected them already. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was much cooler than him. Sure, sure. Yes, because that matters when you're 27 and an adult. (laughs) Exactly. Judging a band before hearing them. Yes, and um, I, I ended the same up. Thing. It it was not his fault. It mm-hmm. was um, the fault that I should not have been getting tattoos, but it was a very bad tattoo. I'm in the process of having it removed. Oh really? So so there, take that, Fleet Foxes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so removed and not covered up. So I had a va- very bad experience with the cover-up. Um, oh. I don't know if you can see this cover-up. That Can you see? A little bit, kind of like on the side. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, well, that's good then. If you can't actually see it, then it means it's working. Um, but I had a tattoo, the first tattoo that I got when I was 18. Uh, as with tattoos, I, you know, not 20 years, yeah like 20 years on decided that was not for me. Mm-hmm. So I got a cover up. Mm-hmm. The cover up was a really bad idea. Again, as I would say, all tattoos are, um, mm-hmm. that said, I have a giant one that I'm keeping because I'm not, because <laughs> financially I can't get rid of it and I'm not yeah. quite sick of it yet. Yeah. But, um, I tattoo removal is much cheaper than it used to be. It's, mm-hmm. Pretty effective. I don't know if this one will ever go away completely, but um, mm-hmm. I have had others that are near invisible now. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who wants to message me about tattoo removal, I got plenty of things to say. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Not uh, really. I mean, it is because uh, Amanda has has multiple tattoos and there's one in particular that she has considered like covering up or something like that but i don't know maybe removing is something she'd be interested in too so yeah yeah it's um it's a better bet because then if you don't like the cover-up you end up where i am where Mm -hmm. it would have been exponentially cheaper to To cover up the to remove the original than it was to get a cover-up that i was unhappy with yeah yeah totally anyway anyway thanks for listening everybody Lindsay will be back soon hopefully soon yeah. I'm probably going to record in this room more often, so hopefully it sounds good to everybody. Because um, it is, I'm like not sweating like I normally am. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you like this band. Yes. I finally, finally succeeded at this podcast. You cracked it. Yep. <laughs> For the first time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.